0: Welcome to the Big Red Rundown, the best 30 to 45 minutes of your day that we will definitely not go longer than. As four diehard friends of, and fans of Nebraska sports, we thought we'd spend our time wasting yours talking about Nebraska football, basketball, volleyball, baseball, and pretty much anything else that involves the University of Nebraska and her beautiful athletic department. Uh, to kick off this first episode, we want to introduce ourselves to you guys. So we're going to kick things off by uh, kind of sharing our favorite Husker memories. Drew, why don't we go ahead and, and start with you, my friend?
1: Thanks, Zane. Yeah, this is Drew. Uh, you know, I've been a Husker fan for a long time now. I'm I'm the veteran of the group as far as age-wise, so I I was alive back in, in the 90s with the national championship. So I was a, I was a wee little lad, but uh, I was alive and have memories of them. Um, you know, I would say my, my favorite memory and or memories around Husker football is just uh, usually when I get to, just the community of, of other, other fans, you know, going to games, watching games together. Uh, specifically, one that stands out to me, 2015 against Michigan State with, uh, you know, the controversial touchdown at the end of the game with Brandon Riley catching that and getting pushed out there, of bounds. Yeah, I, you were there. I, you know, that that place was electric. Like, my body was just like... <laughs> my brain sh- like, shut off. Yeah, your brain literally shut off. It was pretty off. wild. Yeah, it, it, it <laughs> was yeah. insane. Uh, so I, I would say that's my favorite. Obviously, you know, national championship back in 97, I remember pretty clearly I was about 10 when that happened. But, um, yeah, yeah, I'd say those are a few of them.
0: Chris, what were you, is your favorite memory? Also, the nineteen ninety seven national championship when you were
2: <laughs> yeah, absolutely just a very wee um, little lad. So opposite of Drew, I'm, if you're the veteran, I'm the I'm the young buck of the group, and so I've actually never seen Nebraska win a conference championship. Mm-hmm. I've never seen Nebraska, of course, win a national championship. So. I don't know why I'm a fan. I'm just kidding. I just... <laughs> growing up... <laughs> how did I get here? How, how did I get here? But growing up in Nebraska, of course, it's hard not to be a Husker fan, even though I haven't really seen us get great success. Um, but I will say my favorite memory is I was present for the Northwestern Hail Mary. Mm. Wester camp run. That's a good one. Yeah,
1: that was a great Kellogg
2: one. Kellogg just comes in for and comes off bomb. and just goes sprinting. Yeah. Um, the funniest thing about that game is I had two guys in front of me Right before the last play of the game, go,
1: ah, let's get out of here. This game's (laughs) over.
2: So the guys literally get up from their seat, and they leave this, like, leave. And, of course, you know what happens next. Like, we actually win the game. So I'm like, those guys are probably regretting that moment of like for the rest of their lives. That's probably true. Yeah, that stadium, I've never, like, seen it that electric. Just Mm -hmm. go big red chance until I got back into the car. Like, insane. Uh, and yeah.
3: then you still by yourself in the car, just still still, Yeah, yelling, just still deliver. saying
2: it all, all the way home. Can you feel it all the way home? Can you <laughs> That's feel it? Well,
3: my name's James. I was uh, born in 95 if we're trying to date ourselves all Whoa. the time. I was born hey. in 95, so, um, yeah, most of my life Nebraska's just been pretty okay at football. But, um, you know, honestly, just grew up grew up in Omaha. And when you're around Omaha and just in Nebraska, how are you not a Husker fan? So some of my favorite memories growing up, we used to have people over for a lot of games. used to have friends over. And one of my favorite memories was I went to this birthday party on a Saturday night. It was like outside. And that was the day that we played Oklahoma in 2009. And so, so, yeah, so I watched that game on like, it was like at this, they had like this little outside bar that they made. It was a tiny like tube TV, like hung up in the corner. And that's what we watched that game on. And Nebraska had very good defense played super, super well. And we ended up winning that game. And that was like, just super exciting. I don't know so. what I feel
1: about a fourteen-year-old being at a bar, but it was—it was at
3: a friend's house. They had one built outside, okay. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't that drunk anyway.
0: <laughs> Four, I, Fourteen and, and already a diehard Husker fan, <laughs> <laughs> Just needing to get drunk to get through all the games.
1: <laughs> yeah, I sat next to next to some guys in that game and. That's the life they were living. Hey, that, was a, that was a fun game. No, that's funny.
0: Not us. Not us. But uh, my name is Zane. I'll kind of be kind of ushering us through this this podcast episode for sure. But uh, I was born in '96 as a uh, a baby. <laughs> I don't know. If, my parents probably won't listen to this, but I know for a fact that I was conceived the night Nebraska beat Tennessee in the. 1995. <laughs> wow, <laughs> so that's that actually amazing. Ab- absolutely, by far my favorite Husker memory. No. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. I remember watching the Colorado game in. I think it was. Was it 2009 when Alex Henry hit that 57 yarder against Colorado? Against Colorado, I remember. I was laying down on the on the ground. All of my aunts and uncles were around me, and everybody was like, "We're gonna lose this game because if he misses that field goal, we we lose. Yeah, like we don't get the we don't go up." And then they get the ball back at that point and and they would have been winning and there was no time on the clock. So I remember laying down and being like, I don't really know what's, what else happening right now. (laughs) But I remember him kicking it and it looked like it was good. And so I jumped up in front of the TV and I was like, yes. And all of my family was like, sit down. (laughs) <laughs> Get down. And then I laid back, I like crumbled onto the ground like this. And then everybody just went bonkers nuts. It was, I mean, it would have to either for sure be that one. Or, I mean, my first Husker game with my dad, I remember I went when I was, it was like probably 2007 against Missouri. And I remember somebody had a sign that just said, Mizzou eats poo. So <laughs> classic go big red Did baby. the
1: uh, CU game. We were in Florida for a family reunion and, or not family, just a family vacation. And all my like family went out to do something that night. I literally stayed at our, at the house to watch that game and they all, came back like how'd it go i'm like you missed one of the best like greatest husker moments oh, ever yeah. you know and so i didn't i didn't miss what they were doing out, no. out having fun at all man
0: <laughs> for sure one of the greatest endings of all time to a husker game i would say but yeah. guys we're going to move into our next segment this is uh, we don't really have a name for it but we're just going to kind of talk about our our confidence in this upcoming season maybe one thing that we're most confident about and then maybe one thing that we're most fearful for so James you want to go ahead and kick us off with yeah this
3: um so it was kind of like looking over some just stats on how you know sometimes you watch games and you feel like oh I kind of I think I know how good we were last year and then you start looking at where you rank and nationally and then even in like the big 10 yeah, and you yeah. start to be like oh maybe it's not as good as I thought it was you know but just knowing how many how many returners we have on defense I'm probably just the most confident especially in our secondary I think yeah. in the last few years my connotation of Nebraska football has been that we're not a very good pass defense team. And I think this year is probably going to be the best that we're going to be since Scott Frost has taken over. So I feel really good about that. My, my biggest fear um, would be that the first play of the, of the season, the first <laughs> oh offensive play is going to be a bubble screen. <laughs> it's going to be a backwards pass for an interception, fumble something. I'm, I'm afraid that we're, we have not learned our lesson and we're just going to continue to throw that all the time. Oh my
1: You'll gosh. hear us dogging on bu- bubble screens a Bubbles, lot.
3: This dadgum bubble screen. <laughs> It's like when it happens, you're like, "Man, what a great play call!" And then you lose four yards. And you're like, "What were we thinking?" Or well, we throw
0: the ball out of bounds and fumble it backwards, and then Illinois scores. Yeah, that's and my biggest fear. Play. When I
3: saw that, I almost started laughing. I was like, "I'm afraid that we're going to do that first first
1: play of the game."
0: Yeah. What if we do and we score a 80 yard touchdown?
1: <laughs> I still might be a little mad about it, honestly. <laughs> well,
0: we'll see. we'll see. We'll see. We'll see.
1: Chris, we got.
2: Are you confident in anything that's upcoming? Season? <laughs> oh my gosh! I mean. It's hard to pick anything on the offense, so I'm going oh, on the defense. Oh baby! Um, I mean the whole def- the defense as a whole. You can't help but be like, okay, if I'm going to hang my hat on something, it's our defense right now. Yeah, but if I'm going to like narrow that down, I'm actually a big fan of our defensive line. I really like the guys there. It looks like a full unit. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think there's like one guy who's like, okay, this is obviously the guy. I mean, there might be one this season kind of separates himself, but I just like the unit that we have. Mm -hmm. I'm actually pretty, pretty confident in our run defense as well. Um, especially when we know we have a good runner, opponent that we're, that's coming in, I think mm-hmm. Nebraska does a pretty good job of game planning for that and can shut that guy down.
0: Yeah, I think I noticed that as a trend last year, kind yeah. of starting. Because we got, I mean, when, I remember when we played Wisconsin how many years in a row, and they, ha- it seems like their guys went off for 400 yards rushing every time.
2: Every time. Um, well, who was it?
0: Yeah, Mon-
3: a- anytime you watch any highlights of anyone in the Big Ten, the majority oh of them gosh. are playing against Nebraska's round defense. <laughs> oh, and man, you're like, dude. this is embarrassing. Like, a part of my soul dies every time I watch that highlight. All
2: of Melvin Gordon's highlights. Oh,
0: yeah, he literally ran for four. like broke the, the NCAA record
3: yeah luckily right. didn't that get broken like two
0: then, weeks yeah, after nebraska yeah. though
2: so i was like oh
3: thank goodness that that thing's not going to stand very long <laughs> oh, which yeah. crazy like, that happened if you think about it that,
2: yeah. the fact that it was that record broke was broke twice, twice in
1: like three weeks like yeah, what's yeah. The heck? yeah. i feel like wisconsin's been she, they broke too many records against nebraska oh i, I don't um, even want to think
2: about yeah, it so that's what i have confidence in however i fear just naturally because it can be a difference maker in a game especially tight games and that's our special teams Mm -hmm. i'm afraid like we were horrible on kickoffs and kick return and that's just been one of those uh units where every time they go on the field i have to like oh like clinch and just hope nothing bad happens and so i just fear the special teams and now i think from what I'm hearing, of course, this offseason there's there's hope that it can be getting better, but until I mm-hmm. see that on the field, I think I'm always going to be fearful for it.
0: Yeah, that's a good point, point. and I think pairing your guys as two together too, being confident in in the defense overall, and being and being kind of fearful about special teams. I've what I've heard in a lot of press conference conversations and and kind of in passing and through Twitter, which can't believe anything on Twitter nowadays. But <laughs> whenever you whenever I'm reading those things, I'm hearing that. If if you're on a starting role or you're in a starting role on the defense or a, a lot of people on offense, you're on special teams. You're playing special teams. You're on the hands team, you're on the kickoff team, you're you're protecting, you're playing, you yeah. know.
1: Well and I think one of the parts of that too is now that we actually have the depth there, they they feel like they can play those players, right? We we lived off of walk-ons on our special teams, right. since, like, the last couple of years, really. Mm-hmm. But now that we they have, like, a two, three deep rotation, like, they feel confident that they can oh, actually like, put those guys out there yeah. and not risk an injury. I mean, you're still risking an injury, but it won't be as detrimental for the team so mm-hmm. i feel you know wow that has been a ginormous struggle and it has to change if we have any hope of improving i feel like they are in a better place oh, like frost yeah. he says he wants to get old and stay old right mm-hmm. and i think we're while we are still a young team you know we're on on a trend to, to get that way where we can be playing more people definitely definitely i think players. we i
0: think a lot of it i i mean last time i played football was I didn't even play in high school I played middle school football and I remember my coach being like if you're not bought into hitting or catching the ball like it's not gonna go well for everybody on the field so if guys aren't bought into like I'm gonna go and I'm gonna I'm going to go after the runner as hard as I can I'm not just gonna worry about hitting this guy in front of me you know right Zane middle school football wisdom for you there (laughs) take notes make sure you're taking notes see how far the Husker football team goes daddy frost if you're listening to this please take take it with a grain of salt <laughs> drew i can see you got some stuff that you're confident about and pretty fearful about as well yeah but.
1: you know i was i was gonna go defense but i think because you two did i'll, I'll i'll try to go a different direction um i okay. i would say i was gonna say the front seven for kind of the same reasons but i actually think i'm gonna say let's i'm gonna go with the offensive line yeah um we they have definitely been trending up and i they are still really young but i mean if you look at that offensive line room from like where it is now to from where it was when frost first showed up it, it's night and day different right and so i, I yeah. think I, I think i'm gonna go with that they you know I felt pretty confident with the five returners that they had. But now, I mean, there's some some young guys that are even pushing those guys for starting time. And that, that's, that's only a good thing, right? And so mm-hmm. uh, I feel that they're going to take a step forward. Um, I don't think that they're going to be... I don't think they're going to arrive, uh, but I think they have potential to be, you know, on the the upper half of, of the Big Ten in, in their overall play. So I'm I'm going to go with confidence offensive line. Fear, uh, I'm definitely going with the unproven offensive weapons. Uh, I feel, I mean, on paper, this I feel I've been a Husker fan for too long. Just to every every single year, we you know, there's people, there's you know, wide receivers, this and that that people talk so much about in the in the offseason and they get so pumped up about and then the season comes and it's like where where was any of that you know none of it showed up and so while I, i'm drinking the kool-aid i feel like they're in a better place right now on paper they are I, I feel like they could be you know like a top you know four or five wide receiver production room uh, you know in the big 10 i i I still kind of have to see it to believe it. And so a part of that would be kind of the schemes that are used as well. And obviously that ties into offensive line play and quarterback play and all, and all that. But I'm just mm-hmm. going to overall, I mean, if you look at how much production returning production we have, like that room is just so different. So I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to go with unproven offensive weapons. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. What about using? I think I'm, I mean, just looking
0: at the guys that we've been returning, we've gone through a lot of injuries in that defensive backfield and it seems like a lot of, like, fluke, dumb injuries, too. That, like They're not even getting injured, like, hitting somebody. It's like r- r- slipping, in r- yeah. <laughs> slipping in the shower. Yeah, slipping in the shower, digging fence posts. <laughs> <laughs> it's just really weird. <laughs> no, he's, it's like, wh- who was it? What, uh, was it Miles Farmer that was running backwards, like, catching a punt and, sh- yeah, and broke game, his ankle yeah. against Purdue last Purdue year? Purdue game, it was yeah. Like pre-, like pre like pre-game stuff. He was playing, he was starting, you know? And we've had a lot of, like... Pretty flaky defensive backs in the past. I think Lamar Jackson was good; he's a great player, but it obviously took a, a lot for him to get to to being an NFL size and NFL like stature cornerback. But I think this year, I think we've turned the corner in our defensive backfield. I think having Deontay Williams and Markel Muke and Cam Taylor Britt back, I think Noah Pola Gates is due for a breakout. I think there are some guys in the backfield in the defensive backfield that I'm 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 pretty confident that will be will be solid. And I think there's a lot there's a lot of wide receiver talent in the Big Ten, especially with, like, the Ohio States. And Penn State has some dudes. Indiana has some big boys, you know. But I think we got we got a, a good, solid defensive backfield that I, I'm pretty confident in. I think I think they're fast and big enough to cover rush edges on, like, run, run plays as well and kind of contain. So I think we got some good linebackers that can cover. We'll, we'll, we'll see how it plays out. But I'm confident in our defensive backfield for sure. I, I mean, I there's no way that I could be confident in... In the turnover plague and the penalty plague, that seems like it's just been a curse for us for however many years, man. I, I saw a statistic. I don't even know if it was well, if it was this exactly, but like Scott Frost's first year, we had like eight hundred and forty-five yards in penalties total. <laughs> oh my th- The second year it was like six hundred, and then the the third year it was like four fifty. It's like a collective mile in penalty yards that we've That's had. Insane. It's just. It's just nonstop. And once the ball gets rolling downhill, it just keeps growing and keeps getting worse and worse and worse and worse. And so, I think I'm just fearful that it's just going to be the same, more of the same this year. We're just,
3: yep, just penalties and fumbles.
0: Penalties, fumbles, five turnovers in a game. Like, man, when does it stop? When and then does you still
3: stop? lose by three. Yeah.
0: And then we lose by three or Aww. by six on a turnover at the end of the game. You know? That Iowa, dude, that Iowa game makes me so mad. But... <laughs> But, 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 but we'll switch the, we'll switch the flip the switch, I should say into the next segment where we're going to kind of talk a little bit about who we think are going to be some breakout players this year. So I think we could, we could break it down into like a breakout player for the first game in the future. Or, but I think overall this year from where they were last year, whether they were anything at all, or, or they, they're coming in fresh from a new, from a transfer perspective or or whatever. Yeah. Where were they? Where are they going to be? Who's going to be the breakout player this year, Joe? You want to kick it off?
1: Yeah, uh, I'll I'll stay with the offensive line um, and go with Beef Jergy, Cam Jurgens. Um, I he, I feel like he's this this isn't really like this surprising breakout player type thing and he's had his moments right but i mean he's been i feel like he's he's shown flashes of like literal greatness from from that position i I remember that time he just took out ohio state's nose tackle and just plowed him backwards he got smashed just just completely (laughs) smashed him against one of the top you know d linemen in in the country and he shows moments of that i think his biggest knock has just been you know his consistency with his you know snapping and whatnot but we saw improvement last year and i mean i'm not saying that he's not going to have any issues with that again but i i just really feel like he's he's taken it to another level uh, i believe frost when he had the hype with him um, you know saying he could be one of the greats and I feel like he, he still got a few years with us here but uh, I, I think he's just going to start tapping into that next but you know that next level of potential and really becoming a, a game changing type of player yeah. out there for us so he's,
0: he's on Bruce Feldman's freak list yeah. in case you didn't see uh-huh. that so, really? I did that's see pretty that. cool that's a yeah. cool list to be the a part f- of freak list so. and
1: I, I think just overall strength athleticism speed everything he you know has with him I think he's just going to take that next step forward
2: so that's good yeah you know and to add to that if he does have that kind of breakout season man that really is a feather in scott frost's cap definitely to be able to see that potential and develop it play the long game because of course when there was snap issues early on people were like oh like
0: get him out get him
2: out of here like what but like if he has that breakout year like you can't help but be like okay scott Mm -hmm. frost i see that like that that's a feather in the cap for me
1: yeah, Definitely. and especially, I mean, Frost hasn't really been able to back up a lot of the claims and things he said so far. So I think that, that would be one that you could, you know, mm-hmm. turn the corner with. So, yeah,
0: that's good. Chris, you got a breakout player that you got in mind. I think I've heard you talk about some people in the past that you're pretty certain of, but I, maybe who I'm thinking about is different than who you're thinking about.
2: Yeah, this one, I'm actually going a different direction. So the way I'm answering this one is I'm not saying this guy is going to be like all Big Ten, I just I see this guy being one of those guys who you're just like he's just always in the right spot. Mm-hmm. He's he's doing what he's supposed to do and he's just consistent and solid. Please tell me you're talking about Adrian Martinez. <laughs> oh <my goodness. laughs> His the most name. important player on the field.
3: <laughs> just always uh, just just always putting the ball where it needs to be.
2: <laughs> I've seen this guy come alive a little bit late last season. I, I continue he was a surprise for me and I continue to be like, Okay, I like I like this guy. And that's Casey Rogers. I think Casey Rogers on the defensive line. I'm not saying he's going to be the next in Sue, but I, just think, first. I think... You heard here first. You didn't hear it here <laughs> first. He, he was on the presser yep. um, not too long ago, a few days ago. And I, I've just... What I've seen from him, I've liked. And so I, I'm expecting a good season out of him and just one of those guys who you're just like... Good play man. Good yeah. play. Good play. And great hair. Great, great
1: hair. hair. I mean anytime you're <laughs> 65 <300 laughs> of parents,
3: too, you know. Yeah. That's true. I'll say if you don't have great hair, what do you have? <laughs> what do if you I don't have, have the confidence to even rock a good haircut, you don't have confidence on <laughs> the football field. If you don't, <laughs> I'm going to say that unequivocally right now. If you don't have good hair, I don't want you on the I don't want, I don't I don't want, want you, want you on Nebraska. Nebraska. We got we got, we got players with mullets, we got players with great mustaches. Mm. You got to you got to want it. Nebraska baseball. Did you see how many of those guys had big mullets and mustaches? Oh, baby. and look how they did. Amazing. This is, why, this is why
2: PJ Flack will never be. A coach. Oh, that guy's bald. Get
3: out of here. That dude's PJ. bald, no hair on his face. He's a cue ball out there. Are you kidding <laughs> me?
0: PJ Flick, if you're listening to this, we do not like you. You're
3: going to get a lot of PJ Flick, you know, Um I
0: do like P- oh, oh, podcast, PJ Flack yeah. out here.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> great great Seuss,
3: I'll give him that. Honestly, yeah. PJ Flack. All right, Dude here's contract. here's who I think can be the breakout player of the year. It's going to be whoever ends up being our punter and kicker because we, uh, looking at the stats, we shared Purdue it. at just scraping the bottom of the barrel. We had a competition to see who is the worst kicker. And, <laughs> and man, everyone lost. And, <laughs> man, we both lost. I, I had the stats pulled up just a, a couple minutes ago, but, man, it is like our net, this is our net kickoffs were 36 yards, which is like, it, the, the net is, that's like, it's hard, but we just always did poorly the super low amount of touchbacks. Iowa had 30, or Penn State had 42 touchbacks last year. We had 12. Jeez. We could not kick the ball out of the end zone, but we kicked it out of the side and got penalties more than 12 times. So that is <laughs> not, that's not a great ratio. Also punting, we had a net gain punt of 34 yards, which is just not great. Our average punt distance is... Was just bottom of the barrel. It's all the stats are just like the so worst you can. imagine. You said
1: more twelve times. We kicked it out. Yeah. Uh, how many games did we have last season? We had
3: Short eight. eight, eight,
2: eight games. <laughs> Guys, that
1: that's insane. That's, that's
3: horrendous. horrendous. That's
1: one and a half times a game.
3: It's not nice. great. Not great. Not great. Not great. So not here's idea. what I'm thinking. The breakout player. I just can't see. It can't get worse than that. From yeah. from from the, from the <laughs> and and I, I hope that I don't eat these words in like six months where it's like wow somehow we actually did worse. But I the breakout and we have a couple. We had a couple transfers. We have a, a sophomore. A tr- two true freshmen that are on the list as punter slash kickoff specialists. So
0: Australian.
3: So honestly, yeah, we have that Australian kid. So honestly, it's just, it's got to get better. And so I think we're going to have, I think we're going to, you mentioned it all, all of it earlier, Zane, with having good special teams Mm and having the depth, Drew, like you mentioned to be able to do all this. I think the breakout teams are going to be the special teams. Breakout player, I think will have to be our punter. Mm-hmm. I know they put so much intentionality on finding yeah. someone that I can actually get the ball down the field and players that actually want to make sure that it doesn't get right back to where it started. exactly. Yeah. And
1: historically Nebraska, I mean, that's, that's been historically such a strength for, for Nebraska. We have yeah. to get back to that. Yeah. And we, we'll kicker never a you question. forever. I mean, yeah. punters, kickers, all of it. I mean, the NFL still, Adi kunolic Yeah. Henry, uh, the NFL still, you know, lined the with Cook players. That, yeah. yeah. So,
0: yeah, and then Brett Maher, who just signed with the with the Saints, my boy who kicked 360 yard field goals in one game for the Dallas Cowboys. Go Cowboys, <laughs> baby. Here we go. Yeah, and sorry everyone, Zane's a Cowboys fan. Go Cowboys. That's not I don't know. That's not a thing. That's, that's that's not, fans that. Say. This is not
3: a this is not a cowboy podcast.
0: We're gonna switch and we're gonna say Tony Romo is the greatest quarterback. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, just okay. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I won't take too long. I think that Omar Manning is due for a breakout season. I think there was a lot of hype around him last year and mm-hmm. didn't play at all. I think he's in a, a great mindset. I think he's a big body. I think with our offensive line being set up, I think with weapons around him, he might not get the looks that um that he was probably going to get last year if he played more often it's a big guy he's fast seen him run some routes in um training camp and in in footage and he looks crisp man he's getting covered by the best dbs on our team he's catching balls he looks like he's in a great place mindset wise i think he's in a great place physically um i think he's just due for a breakout season with a with a four-year starting senior quarterback who knows the offense who can get him the ball who completed seventy one and a half percent of his passes last year to set a school record? I think I think we're due for a, a breakout season from from Omar Manning. So
1: that's good. I really hope so, man. I think yeah. if he's one of those that does step into that, like that, that's just gonna be huge for the yeah. like, turnaround of our offense.
0: I, I think so too. And and with Samari Toure next to him, I think that could be just a duo that just lights people yeah, up. Yeah, I really it.
1: hope I I can kind of see Toure being that. I think he'll probably lead in receptions type of guy, but Omar is going to be that
0: deep ball, that deep
1: ball, like big play. Like Touré is kind of almost the safety net. I think he's, he'll make plenty of big plays. I think he catches every
0: ball. I think he he might have one drop this year, dude. He, I mean, the things that I'm seeing is, I think Omar's
1: the guy, like the defense is going to be like, where is he out on the field? And they're going to have to shift their defense to that. I I really hope that that's the case. That is something
2: I'm going to be watching from game one to game two. I want to find out who is like the best defensive back uh, for Fordham. I think they're trying to but, figure that out too probably. I'm, I'm curious to see after game 1. Worst, I'm curious to see after game 1 who does the opponent think is the best wide receiver yeah. Nebraska has. That's good. Yeah. That's It'll be good interesting point. when we get to game 4
1: against Oklahoma too after, you know, yeah. I don't want to mm. say too too many negative things against Fordham and Buffalo. I mean but Buffalo Buffalo is not a sleeper team. It, I they mean, they, they they've lost they a lot in the off with coaches and players leaving, but they've, they they have, have to been show a good up. team. We have to show up. Yeah,
0: they run the MAC, that's for sure. Fordham, though, I'm not so sure about. Yeah. Division one, AA, we'll, we'll we'll see. <laughs> we'll see about Fordham. If we lose to Fordham, uh, you heard it I'm here shutting
3: first. Off this podcast, yeah,
0: <laughs> you heard it here first. You'll never hear another episode, which probably isn't that important to you anyways right, at the moment. But <laughs> <laughs> section or segment three, we're gonna do. Uh, we're gonna do a weekly. Healthy debate, I think, is what we're just gonna call it. Healthy debates.
1: I'm excited about this segment because we do this all the time. We just <laughs> yeah. in the
0: hallways, we're like, guys, we can't. We gotta save it for the podcast. We're just gonna sit in the in the hallway and argue. Water cooler talk. Yeah, we just
1: we just, <laughs> yeah. We just have, yeah, we do this all the time. So I feel like these are gonna be the. <laughs> Oh, yeah,
0: Yeah. exactly. And we had this one a little bit. And this was one where earlier in the week, we were like, all right, shut up. We just got to save it. We just got to do it on the podcast because we know that you guys want to hear this. So this is a hot one we got. What is the most important game of the season? And I'm gonna kick it off and I'm gonna say it's Iowa. Wow. It has to be Iowa. I
1: don't even want to say that name on this podcast.
0: Well, well,
3: why why do you want to say the team that must not be named? The team that must not be named,
0: <laughs> it's the most important game of the season because we've just gotten trounced by them. I mean, we've lost we've lost by We've actually lost by less, less than a less possession. Than, less right? than a possession each year. I think but also, we've lost freaking what is it 6, six years in a, in a row? 6 in a row. I, yeah. Yeah. Dude, we can't handle it anymore. Yeah. It's not it's not the 90s Oklahoma Sooners. It's freaking Iowa. Yeah. It's Iowa. I mean, seriously. We, and and we, we literally we know what they're going to do
1: because they every always year. do
0: it. And for the past three years, it's been a field goal with one second left, a field goal with like a minute left, a, a sack fumble while we're driving down the field with all the momentum to get to... I mean, it's like we literally, we have to.
3: It just feels like that's the game that... It's, it's always at the end of the season. You would think that we finally would put the pieces together, and then something something we, happens. I feel like we always get down early in that game. And it's like, like always to go to
0: a bowl game, too. Yeah, and we're always <laughs> yeah.
3: like playing. We're just playing from behind the whole game. Somehow third quarter is a really great third quarter for us. It's close yep. by fourth quarter, and then we so quite it, literally fumble it away <laughs> yeah. or like do something exactly. to where we lose it. it yeah, that's th- those games are always frustrating because they're in reach. I'm going to go a little bit of a different way. I'm going to say the biggest game for us this year is Ohio. And so um, the Ohio Bobcats uh, the fighting Sorry, 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 sorry. I meant Oklahoma. <laughs> because <laughs> oh, it, okay. okay, because we mm. so I actually I'm looking this up because I pulled up the Ohio stats cuz we okay, get yeah. trounced by the best team that we play all year. Yep. Yeah. Every year. So here's here's the how we've played against Ohio last few years. We lost last year 17 to 52. We lost the year before 7 to 48. We did lose the year before 31 to 36. Only yeah, five points great that game. game. Yeah. That was a great game. And then in 2017, yeah. we lost 14 to 56. Of three of those four, we get absolutely just demolished. And I think it does something into the locker room mm-hmm. of how people feel like making players feel like where they're actually at. Yeah. I think if we come out, even if we lose against Oklahoma, I want it to be a good game. Yeah. If it is a good game, we fight. If we lose 31 36. I think people. I think the team feels like we deserve to be a a great team in the Big Ten. Mm -hmm. Like I, I think that says a lot. Getting just destroyed by a really good team, I think it starts to. It it puts the ceiling in people's minds of how good they can be, and I want that ceiling to feel like it's a lot higher than maybe what people expect Nebraska to be this year.
0: I feel like, and you guys can speak into this as well too. I feel like it would be a bigger game if it was what it should be. It's it is the it's the 50th anniversary of the game of the century, but it's yeah. it's Fox's big noon kickoff. You know, it's like, and it's it's like Oklahoma could very well be the one number one team in the nation at that point. They're going to be top three at the beginning of the year. If one of the top two teams kind of fumbles it a little bit or Oklahoma has a great showing, they could be the number one team. It's going to be kicked off at 11 a.m., you know, and Nebraska is going to be coming off of Illinois and Fordham. Like, <laughs> I feel like if it was even just a little bit later in the year, it could be bigger. I feel like,
3: I, th- I just think it says so much to their mindset for the rest of the season. Yeah. Before we really get into conference play, before we really, like... Yeah. If if it's close, and I think people are like, they're not hanging their heads. I think they're like, okay, we, we just lost to the best team in the Big 12. Mm-hmm. Like, barely, if we can manage that. And then just feel like, no, we can... Anyone we play with, we should beat. We should, anyone like moving forward. I
1: feel like if we're 3-0 and going into that game, too, which there's a shot. You know, I mean, if, Illinois, I think, is going to be a, a fairly tough game, but... I mean if we're 3 and 0 and we just go get just trounced every swapped. any yeah any momentum we picked up in those first three games it feels like it's going to mean nothing it's at kind that of flat, point. Yeah. So uh yeah I can I, I, I don't can know dig, I can I, dig
0: it. I don't know honestly how many people expect us to be in that game. Yeah, I very think few. I think I'll be obviously like I think and I'm looking forward to the week that we that we preview that because I think we stack up well against them. Better than we probably think but Yeah. Yeah.
2: So I like where you're coming from James on that. But Appreciate my you. hot t- <laughs> shut <laughs> up chris <laughs> <laughs> which is kind of also what forms my potential I think is like the most important game here's my hot take though now this might change as the season starts but I think we're actually going to play a closer game to Oklahoma than we will Ohio State mm-hmm. I think Ohio State will beat us by like a wider margin than we will against Oklahoma with that said I think the most important game then for me is actually going to be Buffalo Here's why. So flip flop here. I would normally say Illinois because it's it's the start of the season. Mm -hmm. Like I feel pretty confident that we're gonna take Illinois. I feel confident we're gonna have a win. However, like after that we play Fordham, which Nebraska is gonna put in their backups. Oh yeah. By halftime. Yeah. I would hate for us to have this false confidence going into (laughs) Buffalo. So oh we beat Illinois. We put our backups in against Fordham. We're gonna go to roll into Buffalo, not focused. That's my fear, and we cannot slip up against Buffalo because if you lose to Buffalo and then play Oklahoma next, all of a sudden you lost two games and now you come and play Michigan State now, which is another key game that we have to win if we want to go bowl. Yeah. So that's why I'm saying, like, watch out for Buffalo. Nebraska has to be ready to play that game. We can't just like be riding off the confidence of the first two weeks if yeah. we're two and zero heading into Buffalo.
1: Well, I, I, Buffalo's had a lot of changes this off, off season, but I, I'm, I'm yeah. with you. I, <laughs> I would hate to ever say that I think we, we we could lose that game, but I even if we're even if it's a close game, like that's going to be right. huge for our, even if we say we win by a, if
2: we win by three, that doesn't look good.
1: Like that's going to really shake the confidence of the team against going Buffalo. Into, yeah, like if I don't it, know, you know man. what I saying? If, it, if it's a close, I don't think it's going to happen. Like I really don't. But I'm saying, say we only lose by less than a touchdown or somewhere in that range, and like it was just kind of an ugly game, one of those very typically games we've had the last few years if it's one of those games, like what that does to our confidence moving forward, I think.
0: Oh, that'll be the, uh, that'll be the alternate Jersey game as well Mm as, as, all of us here were just yeah, super alternate. cool
3: that that like that herbie husker oh, one is it. like <laughs> it looks it actually looked real clean when we saw him person whenever he was yeah oh, like the man. american flag
0: walking down the street oh my
3: gosh yeah. and they actually have like those like, red they actually herbie? have those red hot dogs on the back of the jerseys yeah. too that's what the numbers are exactly it's just the red hot dogs that they <laughs> yeah. sell at, at memorial stadium oh my it's just those aligned into letters oh my gosh
1: Dude,
0: dude I hope so Chris fairberry I <laughs> fairberry right across his butt uh,
1: I hope Nebraska just trolls everybody and actually puts those jerseys Dude, oh
0: that. my gosh. I can't believe people think that's real. But that will be the Buffalo game, September 11th. We were at the Jersey Reveal RIP in Peace. Chris decided he wanted to have a date night with his wife instead of... <laughs> Instead of coming to the awesome jersey reveal. We were heck? there. The Herbie ones are not the ones. But, guys, we play terrible in the alternate jerseys. <laughs> we just do. straight yeah, up. What Honestly, that.
3: that's probably why we are like, let's just let's just say it's a tribute to 9-11 and play Buffalo that day. <laughs> because if we played against Oklahoma, we're going to lose by a 1,000. <laughs> yeah, oh How weird gosh. would it be if it's not going to be played on Buffalo?
0: I don't know, dude. Yeah. That's what they said while we were yeah. there. Okay, everything they about that. it. Yeah, I wasn't there. So we, I could do a, we could do a healthy debate on whether the jerseys are cool or not. But I think yeah. they're pretty sweet in the future. So. All
1: right, so most important game I, i'd want to say iowa like i you'd be just, right you'd be I, correct <laughs> the debate and, would be over and here here's why i'm going to go a different direction i, I think those are all good takes uh i think mine's better but uh, i'm just kidding hey, man. <laughs> just kidding. hey oh, this guy. give it to me first hey, okay hey, so listen to that
3: old head talk over there yeah
1: the old, <laughs> the old vet here okay i think historically like we cannot like say let's just take the last 5 6 years really since we've been in the big 10 we can't make the argument that we are um, even in the conversation of being the first or second best team in the West, right? But I, I feel like we've been that kind of third through fifth or sixth spot have been so up in the air. I mean, Northwestern, I feel, has kind of settled in there. Just, But I'm telling you guys, Northwestern, it it's a scam. Go look at their schedule every single year. It's ridiculous how they just never play any of the key marquee teams because mm-hmm. they're not going to pull the viewership. Yep. And so uh, it's They do not, play Ohio this year. Ooh. Ohio Bobcats. Oh, <laughs> the, the Bobcats. That, well, that, you know. Yeah, but— so I, I feel like they've settled in there, but teams like us, Minnesota, um, you know, Illinois, Purdue, like we've just kind of been going around and around there. So that's why I'm going to say the most important game this year is Minnesota. Um, mm. I, I think it it's helps biting, establish us. Fighting PJ Flex. Yeah, I, I think it helps establish us in that third spot in the West. And I'm not saying that's where we want to be. Like, obviously we, we want to be on top of the West, but I feel like we we have to s- establish ourselves. In that spot And take care of those games That we should win mm-hmm. And I mean Minnesota has an incredible Offensive line This year Like they've got weapons In Minneapolis, Tanner, in, Minneapolis in Minneapolis Late Tan- November Tanner Morgan Has shown He wasn't great last year But he, he has shown Like in 2019 He put up crazy numbers um, It's We we get it after the bye week They got
0: Oppen Bell at receiver too Yeah
1: So we, we, we play Michigan The khaki pants game And then oh. We've got a bye week And then we play Minnesota So I feel like We've got we We'd have some time To be prepared But I feel like If we can win that game it's huge on making a bowl. It's one of those kind of toss-up games for us making a bowl. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it helps establish us in that like th- solid conversation, that third best team in the West. And then we move our we try to move up on up from there. I really think we we have the potential of grabbing one against Wisconsin or Iowa this year. Um, we're so close every year right there. And so if we can lock in kind of in that third spot and, and work our way up from there, I, I really think even just the attitude of the team, the national persp- uh, perception of us recruiting all these things, like we can really make that argument. If, like, if you're a third, it's not hard to argue that you have the potential to be number one. Yeah. And so uh, I really think Minnesota's yeah. here's is, here's. Is, is okay. So when be. we
3: get to, when we get to Iowa week, um, when we do that, our healthy debate is why is Iowa not that good? <laughs> <laughs> and I would like to get my take out there early because they are having some of the best seasons that they've had in forever, and they still lose to a sucky Nebraska team by less than a possession. Oh yeah! But I did look up Northwestern's schedule, Drew. So here's, I'm going to give you the quick rundown. This is who Northwestern plays us here. Michigan State, Indiana State, Duke. Ohio Bobcats, Nebraska, Rutgers, Michigan, Minnesota, Iowa, Wisconsin, Purdue, and Illinois. I told you That's they don't a get those pretty so they're they crossovers. Decent, they don't, are, those, they don't get those they don't get those big
1: crossover games. No, We get them every not, year. We get the Ohio States, the Penn States, the Michigans,
3: every They're, they're not every even in Indiana's been good the last few years. They don't play Indiana. They don't I, play
1: Ohio. I, like, Go Look at their previous schedules though. there's it's a, it's so like funny. that every year because they don't pull the viewership and I, I get it It's 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 about money like it just is and and as a fan I should want those big crossover games, but like it I yeah. Northwestern I feel like we've taken care of business against them They've they we've gone back and forth with them, but overall I feel like we play oh well enough against them yeah. But I, I feel like they they slip in there and just pull it off Every year because they don't have the, the schedule to to make it truly fair. So yeah
0: yeah, we always play them super well too. So, we'll we'll see Or equally bad. Like <laughs> we're both playing bad. bad. Yeah. It's just oh, yeah. well, a
1: little less bad or they're less a little less bad. Yeah, they're always exactly. I feel like they're always really ugly games no matter what. So. I feel
0: like and the, the the point of healthy debates isn't to come out with a winner on top each each time. It's to I think these are these are questions that you guys have as listeners as well as as us. As guys that are that are hosting this podcast, we talk about it, we think about it all the time. And so just a place for us to kind of talk about it and for, for you guys to maybe weigh in and have the same conversations with your friends, your families along the same lines. And so um, I'm glad that I came out on top this week with Iowa. With most- oh that being said, I win. Bad take, so. bad take. <laughs> we don't have to spend a ton of time on I just seriously think if we lose to Iowa and it's seven years in a row that yeah, we've lost yeah. to our Across the river rival. Man, it is I can't deal it. I know it. Especially yeah. since my license plate literally says I hate Iowa.
3: It does. That's <laughs> actually does I'm deal. actually surprised that the state let you have that. Yeah. But I, at dude, the same I'm time so I get it. Living, you know,
1: uh, living get in it. the you know, right, right along the river and having there's just a lot there are a lot of Iowa fans. And they're getting bold Ugh. now. Like they wear their shirts around like they weren't doing yeah du- who do you they weren't yeah, yeah, they're wearing ago, shirts man. now. They used to just go yeah, no shirts. Wearing, <laughs> now they're like
3: getting cocky. They're but wearing, they're I saw wearing sh- someone out in Jorts the other day. Oh and I'm right.
1: like, oh my they're gosh. getting too cocky. We got to put them back you know in their what place. I mean, like, <laughs> they, they, they're just sporting. Right. And you know what? I would do the same thing if I was them. But they like, dad yeah, wear I'm shirts sick of, too. Sick of it. If
0: you're an Iowa fan listening in the future at some point, we're all super famous. We're working for the Bid Ten Network now in your first episode of Big Red Rundown. I promise we've grown, we've matured. No, but we're we're gonna. I think we're gonna wrap up the podcast uh, for this week right there. We've we've enjoyed this first episode, kind of getting our getting our feet wet. But um, each week we're gonna try and release new episodes on Mondays for the time being. So the next episode will probably be whenever I come back. I'm Zane, by the way. Whenever I come back from my honeymoon in a week, I'm getting married this Woo! Saturday, guys. Oh yeah, I have to get married before Husker games. You just yeah. can't do it, dude. But I'm <laughs> venturing into the wild wilderness of California to plant my Husker flag in the cold granite hills of Yosemite National Park.
3: That
2: sounds pretty awesome. It sounds that's pretty that. awesome, it sounds, doesn't it? That sounds really I
0: typed awesome. that out way ahead of time. I was gonna say, <laughs> uh, I was gonna say something else, but I think I, I landed on the cold granite hills of Yosemite. So that's where we're at. There is granite. I think it's all granite, <laughs> but I could be wrong. But more don't, important, don't it it's, granted, all, it's
3: all rocks, dude. It's, it's all, all
0: rocks. It's all rocks. It's all rocks. But more important than that hopefully my fiance is not listening next episode we're going to take a look at the season as a whole and give our predictions for the overall record for the season what we expect to see in terms of growth from last season and maybe even from first game to last game this season and then we're going to have a healthy debate about something i don't know what that's going to be exactly yet so if you guys want us to have a healthy debate about something you can follow us on twitter and you can put it there at, at big red rundown capital b capital r capital r um you can send your comments and questions to big red rundown at gmail.com uh but guys thank Thank you so much for listening to the Big Red Rundown. We hope that you've enjoyed this as much as we have, honestly, because we're just making this for us at this point. We don't have a whole bunch of listeners. So <laughs> it's
1: fun, in. man. It's, it's fun. super
0: fun. So check us out on Spotify. And for sure, hopefully in the future, we'll have um, this coming out on uh, all of the variety of different platforms. But we'll see you guys next time.